Hello, and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And together with our world-class coaching team, we've helped more than 6,000 women over 40 to fit back into their favorite clothes over the past decade. For more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to reveal seven diets to never do as a woman over 40. So sit back and relax, and welcome to today's podcast. So one of the most common questions we get asked about how to lose weight over 40 is, what is the best diet plan to drop a dress size for women over 40? We've worked with so many women in their 40s and 50s who felt stuck because they didn't know what they should be eating to get the scales moving and what was the best diet plan to follow. So they were trying all the different things which have worked in their 20s and 30s, things like keto, low carbs, shake diets, clean eating, meal plans, slimming groups, online programs, plant-based eating, vegan, and more. But despite trying all of those things, nothing was really working. They'd step on the scales after a long week of dieting and see zero movement, or maybe they'd even be heavier than they were before. And when you're not seeing results, it's very hard to stay motivated. And that's why a lot of women end up giving up, leaving them stuck, unable to get their weight under control, choosing clothes to cover up problem areas rather than wearing the things they like, and staring at a wardrobe full of amazing clothes they can no longer wear, and worrying that this is all just a part of the aging process they'll have to accept. And the reason this happens is simple. Women's bodies and hormones start to change as they get older, which can make it easier to gain weight, especially around the middle, and harder to lose that weight again with normal methods of dieting. And the problem a lot of women face is they're doing the wrong type of diet plan for their body and for their hormones, meaning no matter how hard they try, they don't see any results in the mirror. But if you can avoid following the wrong type of approach, you can quickly and easily get the scales moving, drop a couple of dress sizes and feel amazing wearing anything you like in as little as 12 weeks. And in today's podcast, we're going to reveal seven diets you should never do as a woman over 40 and what to do instead if you want to see fast and sustainable results in the mirror. Awesome. So let's get straight into it because we've got lots of different diets to come. We've got seven of them. So the first thing, the first diet that we recommend you never do as a woman over 40 if you want to lose weight is a very low calorie diet. So we're talking about 1200 calories a day or 800 calories a day, the fast 800. These are really, really appealing approaches and they may well have worked for you when you're younger. And they're very tempting because they can give very quick results even as you get older. So in theory, you're going to see these fast results. You're going to get the weight off quicker. It's going to be more motivating. It sounds really, really good. And often as well, you don't necessarily need to exercise in order to see these fast results. So that saves time. That saves effort. However, there are also a lot of drawbacks with very low calorie diets that are particularly bad for women over 40. Now, in terms of everyone, though, the first thing you need to watch out for with these very low calorie diets is that most of the weight loss is actually not from body fat. And body fat is where you want to lose the weight from generally, because that's what's wobbly. That's what's kind of making you bigger, less toned, feel older and, you know, less youthful. And in, when you do one of these very low calorie diets, a lot of the weight you're going to be losing is actually from water weight, firstly. And secondly, it's going to be from muscle as well. And muscle is what makes you feel firm and toned. And then water weight is just um, the weight that your body will hold in its muscles, in its tissues, naturally that will fluctuate up and down. And you can, when you lose this water weight, you can see very quick changes and think that you're losing a lot of fat. 
But what it really means is you're going to end up feeling flabby and weak and not toned and not energetic either because of you lo- you basically losing all of this muscle and water weight. The second thing that also happens is it will negatively affect your metabolism and cravings. So your body is smart. It will notice less calories are coming in, especially if you make a big dramatic change in calories and it will slow your metabolism down because there's less calories coming in. You'll also have this kind of double whammy effect of having less muscle. Like I talked about before, you'll lose a hell of a lot of muscle very, very quickly because your body goes, I'm starving. I need to get some energy from somewhere. So I'll burn that muscle for energy. But if you have less muscle, you have a slower metabolism. The more muscle you have, the faster your metabolism is, the less muscle you have, the slower it is. And this can be accelerated by aging because you tend to lose muscle as you age if you don't do the right things. So what tends to happen is you're going to have to eat less and less and less and less, and you're already on 1200 calories or 800 calories so you're already starving and you don't have anywhere to go so you're kind of stuck in this corner with nowhere to go nowhere to turn to continue to lose weight and most people then end up kind of regaining all the weight and more in the long run as well and the last thing that's kind of a really problematic thing that affects everyone who does very low calorie diet dieting is your body will then respond by ramping up all your hunger hormones you have really really bad cravings for up to a year afterwards that's what the research shows the research didn't actually go beyond that so we don't know if it's even for longer but because of this disruption in your hunger hormones you'll then be kind of you know fighting against your body's urges to want to eat more all the time for up to a year afterwards so most people regain all of the weight now specifically for women over 40 there's another reason why you don't want to do a very low calorie diet and it's because they increase the body's internal stress levels and that makes it hard to lose weight if you're a woman over 40. So if you're in your 20s, if you're in your 30s, the body is more tolerant to stress and it doesn't really matter what source of stress this is coming from, whether it's from work, whether it's from family life, whether it's from diet or exercise, all of these are interpreted the same way by the body and they all add up to the total stress of the body, what's called allostatic stress. And as you get older, your stress response, so when you're you're kind of subjected to a source of stress, actually increases and it increases three times more for women than for men. And therefore, this can be something you need to be more careful about. High stress levels is something you need to be more careful about. And most of the clients we work with have very stressful lives anyway. So what can happen is you end up triggering something. If you get too much stress, too much of the time, what's called chronically elevated stress levels, you end up with chronically elevated cortisol levels, the stress hormone, it can trigger the weight gain triangle. And this is where there's three kind of knock-on hormone effects from these high stress levels that make it very, very hard to lose weight, especially from the mat around the middle. So you're going to get leptin resistance, you're going to have increased cravings, you're going to get insulin resistance, which means you're more likely to store fat around the middle, which is what most of our clients want to lose. And then you've got thyroid deregulation, which slows the metabolism down even further than everything I've talked about already. So hopefully you can start to see for all of these reasons, very low calorie dieting, really doesn't work well for long-term results for anybody but for women over 40 it's just going to overstress the body it's going to kind of shut down any chance of losing weight and actually make it way more likely you're going to gain weight so the only way you're going to see good results in women over 40 is to actually work with your changing body and hormones rather than against it especially if life is already pretty stressful at work and at home so we're going to come on to what this approach actually looks like a little bit later on but the key thing here it's a takeaway is that if you're doing really extreme low calorie dieting, you might have been able to get away with it when you're younger, when your body's more optimal. But if you're a woman in your 40s, 50s, or 60s, it isn't going to work well anymore. So the second thing you might want to avoid then is low carb or ketogenic diets. So 
what we mean by a low carb diet is either cutting out carbs entirely, which would be kind of a keto diet or eating sort of less than 50 grams of carbs per day. So people do see success with this type of approach. And one of the reasons that they, that they do is because it's quite simple. It's not easy to do because it requires a lot of discipline, a lot of willpower. It's not very flexible if you're, you know, going to eat other people's houses, going out for dinner, etc. Um, but it is very simple because you've only got one rule to follow, which is just eat under a certain amount of carbs per day. The other benefit as well is you can see fast results initially, but a bit like what you're talking about, Rob, a bit like these very low calorie diets, a lot of those quick results that happen are just a result of losing carb weight and losing um, water weight rather than losing actual fat loss. So the first drawback is that those fast initial results you might get from cutting out carbs um, are not due to fat loss. So the body basically stores carbs in muscles so that when you eat, when you eat carbs, your body stores those carbs in muscles. It's like an energy source that your muscles can then use. For every gram of carbs stored in your muscles, you also can store three to four grams of water weight. So the more carbs you're storing, the more carbs you have in your system, the more water you can also store as well. Now, all of that carbs and water, like in terms of performance, it's all useful. Like the, the muscles can use those carbs. It can use those water, that water to provide you with energy and to allow you to perform in, in sports or whatever it is, which is why you see, you know, athletes will be doing like, you know, somebody's doing a marathon or a half marathon or whatever. A lot of people do kind of carb up the night before. They'll have a very carb heavy meal to kind of fully refuel the body. Um, so it's not necessarily a bad thing storing those carbs and water in the bodies, but if you cut carbs out, you'll lose that water weight, you'll lose that carb weight within the first one to two weeks. And that will look like a big dramatic change on the scales. But the reality is, it's not actually very much in terms of fat loss, it's just mostly in terms of carb weight or water weight. So in terms of the results you're actually looking to lose, if you want to tone up, if you want to lose body fat, you're not actually moving towards that result. It's kind of a, a false win, if you like. The other thing with cutting out carbs as well is the results you can get from it a certain amount of them are usually just going to be temporary because so you first got the, the temporary effect of if you cut the carbs out you lose that water weight that carb weight that comes back as soon as you start eating carbs again so that's kind of a temporary result but the other thing is if you can't stick to it forever you're not going to get results that last forever. So unless you want to give up carbs for the rest of your life, so never eat pizza, pasta, rice, bread, biscuits, crisp potatoes, cake or snacks. If you, if as long as unless you're never going to have any of those things again, you're only ever going to see temporary results. Because as soon as you go back to whatever you did before, you add those things back in. That was the factor that was allowing you to lose weight, cutting out that food group. So adding that in, essentially just going back to what you're doing before, means you're going to just go back to the routine you're in before. And if you if your weight was steadily increasing, or if your weight was at a level that was higher than you wanted it to be, you will go back to that in the future. And overall, this approach doesn't really teach you how to fuel your body, how to eat in a way that allows you to eat all the foods you want and still maintain the weight you want or lose weight and get to the get to your kind of ideal weight. So once you're fed up of cutting out carbs, it's not going to last. It's not going to give you long rest lasting results. So the second thing to avoid then, we would say these low carb ketogenic diets, number one reason for avoiding those is they might deliver quick results initially, but it's not going to be a long lasting and sustainable transformation. Okay, so the next approach 
that we would avoid if you're a woman over 40 wants to lose weight is a plant-based or vegan diet. Now, this might sound controversial. You might even think this sounds crazy. Like surely it's going to be healthier to eat plant-based or to eat vegan. It's a little bit of a misconception at the moment. It's a very trendy thing to do. I know a lot of teenagers are wanting to do it at the moment as well. And there are cases where it can be healthier for people to follow a plant-based or vegan diet. So if someone was eating loads and loads of foods that were containing unhealthy animal products, like loads of processed meat, things like that, loads and loads of butter all the time, then yes, maybe it will be a little bit healthier. If it forces you to eat more vegetables, get you know more, a wider variety of plants, then that's a good thing. However, a vegan or plant-based diet can be done in a very unhealthy way. And there's a lot of kind of loopholes in that approach, which means you still might not end up losing any weight. And then you've just cut out loads of those of the things that maybe you actually enjoyed because you can still eat loads of junk food. You can still drink loads of alcohol. So most, most processed foods, biscuits, cakes, chips, a lot of those are made with dairy substitutes anyway, loads of sugar, which is vegan. You're still going to be able to eat tons and tons of really, really unhealthy stuff if you want to on a vegan diet. Most processed food, as I said, is actually going to be vegan or, you know, it's not plant based, but it is going to be vegan. So if you fall for that and just go for it and, you know, don't change your food choices, you can easily eat too many calories and you won't end up losing weight, even if you're eating loads and loads of veggies. The second reason it doesn't really work very well is it's very hard to get enough protein. And protein is one of the most important things you need to be eating enough of if you're a woman over 40 wants to lose weight. It keeps you full. It helps build your muscles or maintain your muscles, which keeps you firm and toned. And if you're not getting enough protein, you're going to be having really, really strong, powerful cravings all the time. And most people on a vegan or plant-based diet are eating mostly carbohydrates. So like the opposite of that keto um, diet that Ben talked about earlier, they're eating mostly carbs. And if you just eat mostly carbs, it is a little bit harder to lose weight as well. You want to have plenty of protein in your diet. The last reason it's also not such a good idea is it's very hard to get enough of essential vitamins and minerals. So vitamin B12, which is essential for energy and brain function, iron, essential for energy. Again, you know, anemic people generally have low energy, they're tired all the time. Calcium levels, again, very, very hard to get enough of through a vegan diet. And vitamin D, which is essential for energy and immunity, as well as bone density, so to avoid osteoporosis. So what you're essentially doing, if you are choosing plant-based or vegan diet, which I get some people are doing for ethical reasons, if you want to do that, that's fine. But what you've got to accept is there are two sides of the coin. Yes, there's some upsides, but there's also a lot of downsides. And you're going to make it significantly more difficult to eat well and get enough protein, get enough of those minerals and vitamins that will keep your energy up, which a lot of the clients we work with are struggling with anyway in the run-up to menopause, just with a busy lifestyle and getting older, like you're going to be putting in a load more barriers in the way of that result you want in terms of weight loss by choosing this diet. So it's not a shortcut. It's not going to get you there quicker. By all means, if it's an ethical decision, that's okay. We have vegan and vegetarian clients who see good results, but it's not going to get you better results. So that's the reason I would avoid a plant-based or vegan diet as a weight loss solution. It's not really a good weight loss solution, but if you want to do it for ethical reasons, that's totally fine. So the next thing you should never do as a woman over 40 is fasting. So the, there are benefits to fasting. So the, the reason, the way that this works for helping people lose weight. So, you know, people do intermittent fasting or they do kind of a five two approach is it overall makes you eat less by restricting the amount of time you have to eat. So it could be that you have a, an eating window each day where you're only eating within kind of an eight hour window through the day. And the rest of the time you're not eating, um, 
or you could have an approach where let's say you're eating five days a week or and then you're having two days of restricted calories personally i'd say the kind of everyday approach just having a smaller eating window is probably a more sensible idea than doing kind of two days of really really low calories um the drawbacks of these types of approaches are if your whole approach is revolving around just eating within a smaller window, you can still overeat within the eating window. So, you know, if you go, you spend the whole first half of the day not eating any food, then you come to breaking your fast and you decide you're going to have a like a Domino's large pizza with like a tub of ice cream, a massive thing of full fat Coke. And then you're going to have a load of cake afterwards. You could easily go still eat way more food than your body needs within that eating window, especially if you're someone who after a period of fasting or after a period of not eating, you start to crave unhealthy foods and you start to really want that unhealthy stuff and you struggle to avoid it, then it's really easy to overeat those things. And the reality is though, that this doesn't really deal with the root cause of why women over 40 gain weight. So it doesn't deal with um, stress and how women's bodies respond to stress as they get older and how elevated cortisol can cause you to gain excess weight around the middle. It doesn't deal with hormonal changes that happen towards the menopause, which can make it easier to gain weight and more difficult to lose it again. The problem with it really is, is it's not a complete solution. However, we do have clients within the program who they they do use this approach. So, you know, they'll, they'll stick to a a more an overall approach which is geared towards women over 40 which we'll go through in detail in a second but then some of our clients will have you know they'll have three meals a day they'll have like breakfast lunch dinner they won't do any periods of fasting and other clients will kind of skip breakfast and they'll condense their eating into a smaller window of time and like clients in both of these groups see amazing results in the mirror they're still dropping dress sizes they're still fitting back into their favorite clothes but the the key thing is it's not because of the fasting it's because of the other underlying approach that fasting can fit into as like a simple tactic that can form a part of a bigger strategy so fasting is not kind of a it's not all bad i'd say for some people it works really well and i, I just base it on like how do you feel do you feel that for you, you want to wake up and eat first thing and you feel like better just having meals spaced out through the entire day? Or do you wake up and you're not really hungry first thing and you find that for you, it's easier to manage your nutrition if you start eating a bit later on in the day and condense your eating into a smaller window. So it's just kind of an individual choice. And I say to clients, just do basically whatever allows you to most easily eat the right amount of food for you and achieve all of the other things that you need to achieve to see the best results in the mirror. Okay, so the next thing that we recommend you avoid if you're over 40 wants to lose weight are juice or shake diets. Again, the benefits of this, as with most of these things we're saying here, are they're quick and you know they're quick and easy to follow. They're essentially sort of a quick fix. They're very low effort. It's going to be have a, a shake once, twice a day, replace meals with, a, with shakes. There's things like lie to life that we've had lots of clients done in the past. But the thing is, they come back to us having done it and they've regained all of the weight. So the kind of proof is in the pudding that it's Yes, it gets you those quick results, but it's not very sustainable. Unless you plan on drinking those shakes and buying those shakes for the rest of your life, you're always just like with the low carb approach. When you go back to eating normally, you're going to regain all the weight. It doesn't teach you anything about how to make this a lifetime transformation. It doesn't teach you anything about good normal eating habits or exercise habits. And often as well, these shakes and meal replacements often packed full of sugar as well. So they might help you lose weight, but actually not particularly healthy. So you could still struggle with things like diabetes you can still struggle with you know issues with your teeth issues with um 
storing fat around the middle. And usually as well, they're not really, um, they're not really combined with an exercise approach because they give you so few calories. They know actually, first of all, you're not going to have the energy to do any exercise. And secondly, it's a bit sneaky, but a lot of these extreme diets like juice and shake diets, they, they capitalize or they trade on people losing these massive weight loss numbers. But the issue is they don't tell you that's not all for body fat. They, they actually want you to lose weight from everything they possibly can. So they don't care if you lose weight from muscle, which will make you flabbier and saggier. So you end up kind of like a sack of skin, um, you know, feeling even older and looking even more sort of droopy and saggy. I don't care about that because the weight loss number is massive and they can sell off that. They also don't care if you're losing a load of bone density, which will then make you really, really unhealthy as you get older, likely to break bones if you have a fall. You know, they will accelerate aging as well. So really they're a very quick fix that, yes, again, may have worked when you're younger when you can get away with it. But as you get older, it's really not a good idea. It's going to accelerate aging. It's going to make you less and less healthy. And you're going to need to do it for the rest of your life if you want to maintain the results because they don't really teach you anything. They don't really give, give you any healthy habits other than just drinking these shakes. It's going to be very, very expensive and it's going to be a very short-term win for a lot of long-term problems. So the next thing we don't recommend you do is any kind of juice or shake diet. So the next thing to avoid then is an exercise only approach. So we're talking about things like, for example, doing couch to 5K, doing jogging, cycling, walking. So if your approach only revolves around doing exercise, the benefits of this, obviously exercise is very important and it, it forms a large part of our fit over 40 approach and what we recommend to our clients. Um, exercise obviously helps with mental health. It helps to burn calories. It helps to make you feel fitter, more toned, etc. Um but if that's the only basis of your approach, the biggest drawback about doing an exercise only approach is that cardio type exercise also tends to make you feel very hungry. If you ever think, you know, you, you got on a really long run or a walk or something like that, often you come back from that feeling really, really hungry. And then you're, you're likely to then overeat and overconsume calories, which means that even if you, it doesn't matter how much exercise you do, if you're eating too many calories, you're still going to gain weight. It's still not going to get you the results you want. Intense cardio exercise as well, specifically for women over 40, can also raise stress hormone levels and that can then block any weight loss results. So as women get older, they get more sensitive to stress. So you've got to really avoid any exercise that's going to overstress the body. Elevated cortisol levels to cortisol to stress hormone causes insulin resistance, leptin resistance and decreased thyroid function. And, to, and it also makes cravings worse and means that it's more likely that you're going to store fat around the middle area it slows down your metabolism so it also makes it easier for you to gain weight so essentially if you do the wrong type of exercise and you overstress the body it's easier for you to gain weight and for you to kind of undo your results so the average calories burned during for example a couch to 5k workout is around 250 calories which in the grand scheme of things is really not many you can cancel it out if you have an extra large glass of wine if you have half a sharing bag of chocolate if you have one mince pie you've cancelled out all of the effort that you've put in through that type of exercise so it's easy to see that like if you're just doing loads of exercise or upping your exercise but then nutrition wise you're eating the same as what you normally did or eating more because your appetite's increased because of the amount of exercise the amount of stress that you're doing you could put all that effort in do all that hard work and you're still could see zero results in the mirror so avoid taking an exercise only approach and find something which tackles 
the root cause of the problem and deals with your exercise, but also your nutrition as well. So talking of nutrition, the last diet or last kind of weight loss approach that we recommend that you never do as a woman over 40 is just trying to eat healthier. And that might again sound a little bit strange because surely eating healthy is going to help. And yes, it does. But if you want to lose weight, it doesn't necessarily work. So there are some benefits to obviously trying to eat healthier. So if you make healthier food choices, so less processed food, things that look closer to how they came out the ground off the animal, it's going to make you healthier for sure. Processed food, there's so much stuff out there now that shows it's really, really bad for you. Same with drinking too much alcohol. So if you cut those things out or reduce them, you're going to feel healthier. So you're going to feel better and you might have better energy levels. And if you can stick to it, if you make better food choices, you are more likely to eat less because they are more filling. However, in my experience, it can be very difficult for people to just eat a little bit better. Most people find this very, very difficult to make that switch from, you know, okay, I need to have a little bit less sugar, a little bit less chocolate. Most people find they're kind of a bit all or nothing with sugar, with alcohol, and they're kind of stuck in these habits. So what tends to happen is either they just end up eating too much, even if it is healthy, so they're having too much of that. Let's say they're eating, you know, a meal, which is salmon, pasta and you know salmon and roasted veg they could still be having too many calories within that meal it doesn't mean it's unhealthy but it's unhealthy for you if it's too much for you and that's going to be specific to you and that will still mean you gain weight even if all the food in that meal you're eating is unprocessed now pasta isn't but not maybe that was a poor example but let's say you ate something like sweet potatoes salmon and a load of vegetables you could still have too much of that and gain weight or you could be having all those healthy meals. And this is one thing I hear from a lot of people. They say, oh, no, I don't know why I can't lose weight. I'm eating healthy. And then it comes out later. Oh, but it's the biscuits in the evening with the cup of tea. Or it's the half a pack of crisps with the glass of wine and then the few peanuts. It's the extras that usually add up. And it's the reason it doesn't work is because it's too vague. For most people, it's too vague. It's not, there's not enough rules in place to give any useful structure so people end up having too much or they don't really know where they stand when they go out for a meal with friends or family. They're not really sure how to make it work. And so what tends to happen is they just still end up eating too much or drinking too many calories. And overall, they still don't see any results despite making slightly better food choices. So we recommend having a more specific approach, specific for women over 40, especially because, again, if you're in your 20s and 30s, generally just making a few of these tweaks does work. But as you get older, things need to be more specific. So, Ben, what do people need to do if they are listening? They're a woman over 40 and they do want to see good weight loss results. So the key difference for women over 40 is you really need to do the right thing. Like for women in their 20s and 30s, you can probably follow a lot of these approaches that we mentioned today and you'd see all right results. But for women over 40, you really need to get things right just because of the way that women's bodies and hormones have changed. So the key thing is to work with your changing body and hormones rather than working against them. So the approach we recommend inside of Fit for 40 is something called hormonally balanced eating. And that can, that that is made up of two parts. The first thing is called the diet makeover, which is essentially a short period of time, one to two weeks of avoiding hormone disrupting foods. So we call these WADS, so W-A-D-S, and those foods are wheat, alcohol, dairy, and sugar. So what we do is we get our clients to cut those foods out just temporarily for a period of one to two weeks. And this helps to kickstart fat loss. It helps to get their cravings under control. And then it makes the transition into the next phase much more easily. Then we transition into what we call the key three, which is to hit three key nutrients 
which are calories, protein, and fiber. We calculate this for each client individually and figure out what amount for them is going to get them the results they want. And the key thing with this, it's not too much, not too little. It's just right, especially with the calories. You want to get just right. Because if you get too, if you eat too many calories, you gain weight. If you eat too little calories, it can it can also start to impact your results, as we talked about in the kind of very low calorie dieting section previously. And doing this, we have many, many clients lose one to two dress sizes over a 12-week period. The the best thing about it is they do that in a it's in a sustainable way. So not only do they lose one to two dress sizes over 12 weeks, they can very easily maintain that long term because they haven't had to do anything that's restrictive or you know really kind of um, extreme to get the results they followed a very sustainable very realistic approach fits in with their life fits in with their career fits in with their family life and all the foods that their family likes to eat meaning they can maintain it long term and using an approach like this is like using a proper lawnmower to cut the lawn rather than cutting the lawn with scissors these other approaches some of these like the approach we've gone through today that you should avoid it is literally like if you went out into the garden and you decided to cut the lawn and you crawl along on your knees and you just cut each blade of grass individually with a pair of scissors it takes a long time it's not very effective and the results you get are not going to be very good at the end of it whereas if you use a lawn mower you just go up and down the lawn 10 minutes later you've completed the entire thing it's all cut to the same length it's all beautiful and neat and it takes a lot less effort and a lot less time to achieve and we've got an example here of how one of our clients used this exact approach to see some amazing results. So Rob, I'll let you go through and share exactly what she managed to achieve. Awesome. So here's what Natalie said. She said, before joining Trinity, I was 13 stone, two pounds. So 83.9 kilos to be specific. And she was a size 16. She said, I was fed up and had a small selection of clothes that fitted me. I was very self-conscious and generally not feeling very good about myself. I had tried all sorts, Slimming World, Weight Watchers, Light Alive, Exante, Lisa Riley book, and the Bikini Diet. Now, since doing the program, I've learned I can lose weight and socialize. It's okay to have a meal that's not 100% as long as you get straight back into it, and I can go shopping for clothes again. In the last 12 weeks, I've lost 8.9 kilos, which is almost one and a half stone, and I've dropped from a size 16 to a size 12 to 14, and I'm much happier with what I see in the mirror. I can wear my clothes again rather than just what fitted me. I feel better. Uh, in general, I have more energy and I feel more confident and comfortable. So as you can see there, in just 12 weeks following an approach that worked with her changing body, with her changing hormones, she's able to lose almost one and a half stone and drop almost two dress sizes. So Ben, where can people go if they want to find out more about the approach we talked about today and about the program that Natalie followed? So if you want to find out more about the approach Natalie followed, just head over to www fit40info.com and you can find all of the details and all of the information on that page amazing so go and check it out thank you so much for joining us again for today's episode of the podcast we'll catch you next week for another one we will see you then so thank you for listening to today's episode of the trinity podcast if you've enjoyed today's episode don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows and also please leave us a quick review it only takes two minutes we do all of these shows completely for free to help you so we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all so thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the trinity podcast